Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is noon here on a Thursday. It is time for all of your top sports stories in one place. Wolfing down your lunch. Aaron Maloney is here as always. Aaron? So the wait continues for Suns fans to see Kevin Durant on the floor at the Footprint Center after he was ruled out after he slipped in pregame workouts yesterday. The Suns announced he suffered left ankle soreness when he went out. So here's Suns head coach Monty Williams after the game on an update. No, we don't. Right now we'll get uh, more testing done right um, tomorrow. Uh, but right now it's just a ankle sprain and we don't have anything official to report. What was it like to have the rug ripped right out from under you? <laughs> sure, this oh, pretty disappointing. This feels like bringing up my lunch, not wolfing down your lunch today with this story. I can't imagine how disappointed Suns fans had to be. We were talking to Bloomer right there, and he was talking about these guys. They, they were shocked when the yeah. starting lineups were introduced, and there was no KD. Yeah. All the people. In the, can you imagine that? Oh, how disappointing everybody had to feel the disappointment. It's just bad. It's like you go to this blockbuster movie that's been anticipated for three years and you show up and like, we're actually just going to show you previews for a while. But the thing is, Devin Booker did go off. You got to see, I know he does this a lot, but it doesn't diminish the fact that that was a pretty historic performance last night by Book. How concerned are you? Um... Here's the thing. I was just talking about this with somebody out in the newsroom. Even if they are like, okay, he's going to miss the next three weeks. He's still back in time for the playoffs. That's what matters. I mean, that that is the biggest thing. Now, if they come out and say he's out for three weeks, I am going to be a little concerned. But it's the biggest concern right now is, I think, the mixture of disappointment last night and the unknown right now. But the reality is it's not like the playoffs are starting tomorrow. I'm I'm going to be devastated if they come out and say he's (laughs) day-to-day. That's where I'm going to be devastated. Because that means nothing. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. He could be day-to-day for three weeks. I'll be devastated. Listen again. I, I'm I'm optimistic here, and the reason why is because he rolled the ankle, and then he completed his workout after rolling the ankle. Mason Ernie is a former professional athlete who's rolled an ankle or two many, many times, many times. I know what a bad roll is and what a mild roll of the ankle is. You're not going to finish your workout if you rolled it badly or you think you rolled it badly. I think Kevin Durant knows when he rolls an ankle badly and when he doesn't. I think as you're talking, I'm kind of like piecing together what my concern is. I I don't think that like my concern is, oh, he's going to miss weeks on weeks on weeks and all of a sudden they're going to be in trouble. My concern is more like, let's say he's out for a week and a half or two weeks. When he comes back, when are we not going to be holding our breath? You know, how long does that take? happen again. Yeah, like, okay, every I'm not watching warm-ups, that's for sure. I just, I will, <laughs> just tell me when the game starts and I'll turn it on. So, and that, maybe that's irrational, but now it's kind of like, yeah, all right, I'm a little nervous. So, the fact that he completed his workout, that's number one. And number two, he didn't have a crutch after the game. Because if you had a crutch, 
You're trying to keep the weight off it. That would concern me. The Suns did, however, beat the Thunder last night 132 to 101 after Devin Booker dropped 44 points. He was asked after the game why he's been so hot lately. I think it's just team. Um, you know, when we defend at a high level and we get out in transition, you know, not tonight, but having KD on the other wing, that's going to naturally open up space for everybody. And one of the best point guards of all time, delivering the pass on time on target, DeAndre setting the screens, opening up in space. And Josh Okoge, you know, being a pest to every other team's best player and, you know, making them pay too. So, you know, we're just hitting on all cylinders right now. So for this question, Luke, you stay out of it. Wolf, Rick, um... So we play this game called Kevin or Devin, correct? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yesterday's results should get thrown away because Kevin Durant was a late scratch. Is that right? Yes. Because he never was in the starting lineup. What did you guys all pick? We shouldn't have played the game, right? We should have played because he was active when we played the game. No, But he wasn't active when the game started. Correct. We weren't playing this game. The point is moot. We, we weren't playing this game when Kevin Durant was still not playing for the Suns. If he's a late scratch, if they aren't both playing in the game... You can't the, play the yeah, game. Yeah, then you right. can't play the game. Oh, whoa, hold on. You can't it actually, play the game. Rick's argument made sense for a second and then didn't. <laughs> what? If he's ruled out for Saturday, we're not playing the game. When we played the game yesterday, he was supposed okay, to so play. Okay, so can I say no. this? Yes. So say you go on to, I don't know, FanDuel and you say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take the over on KD points. Yeah. But then he's a late scratch. Yeah. That is called a push. You yeah, get your money back. Do you get your money back? Yep. I don't have a problem with it not Unless counting. they get injured during the game. But I will say this. It's not like Devin Booker had eight points. He had 44. <laughs> well, yeah, KD could have had 45. Well, then Booker would have had 46. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> You're one and one, Luke. You're one and one. Well, I definitely didn't get it wrong yesterday. I don't know where that math comes from. You get, you're get. you still Wait, 2 and I'm sorry. So by Rick's logic, I was wrong for picking the guy that had 44 no, over the guy that had zero. No, okay. it's just a push. It's just a push. I'm fine with the push. You guys can all sit there with one loss instead of two. I'm still undefeated either way. But how about this? If I if I if I give up my obvious win, yeah. can somebody guarantee me Kevin Durant just comes back next week? That's really all I care about at this point. Mel's like some riverboat gambler at the blackjack table. <laughs> she had that knowledge. She's like chambered and ready to go. <sighs> I may or may not have dealt with that before. ASU Hoops defeated Oregon State last night 63-57 to move on in the Pac-12 tournament to the quarterfinals against USC tonight. That game again will be on at will be on at 9:30 on ESPN 620 and the Arizona or er, 98.7. I am butchering everything. The ASU game tonight against USC, the quarterfinals of the Pac-12 tournament, will be on at 9.30 on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. So our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, how many wins does ASU basketball need in the Pac-12 tournament to make the big dance? So my new game when we do the poll question is going to be trying to figure out how Wolf doesn't answer the poll question. Well, do you want the answers? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, okay. It says none, it'll make it, but I think they meant one, they'll make it. (laughs) One to two wins, three wins, or four wins. It needs the automatic bid. Does that count last night's win? Well, I would assume so. Yes, it's got to. I think they need to win tonight. 
And I think if they win tonight, they should be in. Now, when I say should, I mean like they deserve to be in. I don't know that that means they will get in. But the fact that it starts at 930 again, like I brought this up yesterday and people were like, big deal. If they lose to Oregon State, they're not getting in. It doesn't matter if the committee sees it. Okay, but tonight actually matters. If they beat USC, it's going to be like right there on the bubble. And the game starts basically at midnight Eastern time. I think, honestly, if they beat USC tonight, I think they're going to be in. So 44% say three wins, 29% say one to two wins, four or 26% say four wins. It needs the automatic bid, and then 1% say none. It'll make it. Well, it's great because if they win tonight, nobody from the committee is going to realize that they won tonight. But they'll be able to watch North Carolina and Oklahoma State and Rutgers and Penn State and all these other teams that are on the bubble that's throughout right. the day. Yeah, Suck it up. Yeah, no, totally. Just Suck leave it, leave it to chance with ASU. It always works out great. All right, that was Wolf and Dynamite. There's 60 how many teams that actually get in? You're going to worry about that, Luke? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're going to be 70th or 69th. Yeah. No. You know what? They win tonight, they're in. They should 100%. There'll be 22 wins at that point, and they will have beaten one of the other fringe teams. The concern is like when you start to get these teams that are terrible that win their conference tournaments and start taking away bubble spots. All right. uh, It was setting up to be the highest anticipated home debut, but it turned into a disaster last night. That's great. All right. Can you believe what just happened? We'll discuss it next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Okay, so here was the um, underrated, disturbing part of what happened last night, Wolf. Okay. The game. You know, wraps up, Suns win, and and sort of the the fun of Devin Booker's forty four point effort kind of wears off. You know? Suns win, Suns win, and uh, and you're looking, and and for me, I was I was looking on Twitter for any sort of update on KD, right? Yeah, right. So I I, I think it was I think I typed in Durant, and this doesn't work now, but I I think I typed in Durant ankle injury or ankle roll, and a bunch of stuff came up. Durant, uh, you know, injured ankle in Oklahoma City. It was it was March third, two thousand eleven. Yeah. Like what? Because okay. he played in Oklahoma City. Oh, Apparently, rolled his ankle yeah, back there, then. There you go. Then there was uh, you know ankle injury. Uh, Kevin Durant rolls his ankle April nineteenth, two thousand eighteen. I'm like, wait, <laughs> how many times does he roll his ankle? Every time, everywhere I was looking, because there was no update yet. There was now. If you type in Kevin Durant ankle, it's all yeah. from you know the last twenty four hours. But it kept bringing up stories from past times he had injured his ankle. Right. When you typed in roll, did you get a bunch of California roll pictures as well? Just nothing but sushi. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Get it all the time whenever you put roll in. <laughs> Doesn't matter. There it is. The sushi's coming. Well, if you only search for sushi, if that's all you ever search for <laughs> online, yes, it's, they're going to okay, so change your, your algorithm. Right now? What is it? And my point mm-hmm. is I hate this, is my point. <laughs> that's my point. You hate what? The fact that Kevin Durant... Rolled his ankle last night. Have you heard about that, Basin? Yeah. By the way, here's, I'm sure you have. Here's Chris Paul after the game uh, because I do. You got to give the Suns credit for overcoming that disappointment right before the game. Now, yes, Oklahoma City didn't have one of their Jalen Williams, and they didn't have they have like eight Jalen Williams. Um, they didn't have uh, <laughs> they didn't have SGA, obviously, but still, uh, you know, I'm sure mentally, kind of had to pull yourselves together. Here's Chris Paul after the game. Yeah, you know, uh, in this league, you've been around for a while. You realize some people. Like to play. Some people love to play. Kay is one of the people that just love to hoop, you know, and obviously knowing this was going to be his first home game, we was all excited, but 
Um, you know, once we found out he wasn't playing, uh, not anything against him, but we wasn't tripping. <laughs> you know, we got a lot of guys in our locker room that are more than capable, and we knew to just hoop. Yeah, you know, I wasn't tripping either. <laughs> I wasn't tripping. Um, I was disappointed bitterly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? But I wasn't tripping. Because um, all of a sudden, when you strip him away, it's just a game against Oklahoma City. <laughs> It wasn't. I, I wonder how much KD, how disappointed was Kevin Durant as well. That's one of the things we have not talked about at all. Everybody was so jacked up. I we got to rip John Bloom. John Bloom, of course, did the play by play, did the game last night. Got to got to rip that because Bloomer was talking about the fact that um, he was so jacked up, and then he heard Vinny talking about the. The introductions, right, Mm -hmm. of the starting lineup and how disappointed everybody, they were looking around like, Vin, what are you doing? Yeah. What, what do you, you forgot Kevin Durant? You forgot why we're all here tonight. We're all, exactly. So it's just a situation right now. I wonder how KD actually feels, how disappointed he's got to be. Wanting so I was going to do the that. starting lineups on radio and also talk about the game and obviously get to describe it for the audience. But for me, it was knowing that KD wasn't playing before everybody else yeah. in that gym probably found out because they weren't on the social media necessarily and they weren't seeing the video from Kellen Olsen. And so now Vince announces the starting five and there's no KD and I'm looking around and I'm seeing all these people with these quizzical looks. You know, the kids looking up at the parents going, wait, yes. where is he? <laughs> that was eerie. Yes. I mean, I, I've never felt like that before in a gym. See, that is it right there. How disappointed so many people had to be like, what is going on? As the game's starting. Like, it hasn't even begun yet. It's not like they're losing. Yes. Before the game even starts. What is weird? What do you... Time out here. Yeah. Time out. We're, we're, we're all here to see KD. We actually forgot our, our new guy that we're all here you for. You forgot something, didn't you? Can you imagine how confused Suns fans had to be? I, I wonder how KD felt about that. He had to be crushed. Because I know this... As a former professional athlete, the one thing you want to do when you're a superstar like KD is get that game out of the way. Get over it. We were talking about this yesterday. Coaches want to see that. Players that play with you want to see that. And the guy himself wants to get it done. Get over it. We talked about it yesterday of, of how much he probably just wants the game to start. Remember, as we were wrapping up the show yesterday, of he just wants to get probably not the game out of the way, but to get the game out of the way, you know, but like once the game starts, he's just playing. He doesn't, but as far as like sitting around or going through warmups and getting ready for the game, we talked about this on the show yesterday, how much Kevin Durant in particular, and he's been open about stuff about how he wants to make sure he fits in here. And he, you know, he doesn't want to disappoint the guys on his team. And I'm sure the fans in that as well, and how he wants to, to, you know, just be a part of this. And you're 100. percent He is not one of those guys that you would think is like, "Hey, this is my big moment." Yeah, my right, home, like, right. just, let's just get going. And now he's got to wait. I'm gonna assume past Saturday for that. I tell you, the guy I feel bad for is Tory Craig. I, I don't think it's going to be past Saturday. You the think he's going to play on Saturday? The reason why I continue to say it is because of the two things that I know, and the two things that I know right now is you don't roll your ankle where you're going to miss the next four to six weeks, which is a serious. Serious ankle roll, but it is an ankle sprain. sprain. They said ankle sprain. Yes. At least. Okay, so they, they they said ankle sprain. Um, you don't do it and finish your workout. 
Yeah, I, I honestly, you know when you roll your ankle. You're not going to finish the workout. And it was 10 minutes after that. If you listen to Kellen Olson, he said it was 10 minutes yeah. that he worked out that workout after that, landing on his left foot. Now, yeah, maybe that's tweaked it a little bit. I, I don't know, but you don't do that. You don't roll your ankle badly and then finish your workout. And you're going to get on a crutch if that thing is swelling. And if you if you rolled it badly, it's going to swell. He had no crutch. He had a boot. So Tory Craig's the guy that gets introduced instead of Kevin Durant. How do you how do you think that goes? Right, like Vince is running through the lineup, and then all right, number uh, zero out of Tory. SC Upstate, well, Tory, Tory Craig, and everybody's Tory. like, oh, Tory, yay, all right, hey, hey hi, yeah, Tory. What that, that had to suck. Not, not who we thought was walking through yeah, the door here. Right. Sorry, Tory. We we love you, but we you're not Kevin Durant. Um, I will say this, and, I, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, this is a silver lining and this and this. Cool. No, it, 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 this just sucks right across the board. But watching the game on Sunday against Dallas, I did have the thought of every team, I'm sure, is watching every possible way teams defend the Suns now with Kevin Durant in the lineup. If he misses a week or two, this is it's not even a silver lining. Don't don't mishear me. <laughs> but at least there there is some still some mystery to this team. This is less of a chance for other teams to try and figure the Suns out. I mean, I'm I'm reaching, but that is maybe one thing. <laughs> but I'd feel a lot better about that if the Suns were like, he'll be back in a week and a half. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, I thought I was Mr. Positive. Yeah, I, I gave it a Whoa. shot. I'm back to the panic button here. I'll just, <laughs> just a lot more. <laughs> Distinctly says, don't panic, though. That's okay. Listen, all is well. Nobody panic. And, and honestly, that's the thing you've got to bring yourself back to. The bottom line is nobody, look, KD, nobody panic um, <laughs> until we get the update, at least. How about the fact that they're 16-5 and five in their last 21 games? And I have to think good. that makes them probably the hottest team in basketball. <laughs> Since the last quarter of a season, they've gone 16-5. and five. Yeah. You're in a good spot in standings-wise. Like when we were talking before about how the Western Conference is all kind of topsy-turvy right now, I'd much rather be the Suns than Dallas, who, if Luka misses time, like I said earlier, if Luka and KD both miss two weeks, that might knock Dallas out of the, the play-in tournament. The Suns should be fine. The, the concern is, do you have KD yeah. full strength? You don't have to worry as the playoffs are going. You know, and the one thing I did like last night was just the fact that the Suns were all business last night. They were. Now, a lot of that was because of Book. No doubt. Devin Booker went out there with a purpose. Went out there and scored 30 points in the first half. Played 28 minutes and put up 44. He went out there with a purpose, but they were all business. Now, once again, Oklahoma City... No SGA, right? No KD, of course, playing in that game. Um, there, there was no letdown from the Phoenix Suns, and their bench really stepped up, and I love that. Their bench stepped up, scored some points. Isn't that right, T. Ross? I was going to say, how about Terrence Ross? He's never going to be able to tell people about the time he scored 24 in 23 minutes for the Suns because everybody's like, well, what night was that? Oh, that was the night uh, KD rolled his ankle. Terrence, we don't want to hear about your big game. It was like the bench stepped up and said, Benches, we don't need no stinking benches. 
That's how we're going to go to break. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back over to football. What does Kelvin Beecham think is next for Kyler Murray? He talked about this yesterday. We'll get you his thoughts next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Why you always in the mood? Every time I look up on these TVs for Conference Championship Week, it's a last-second shot in one of these games. St. John's and Marquette today, Wake Forest, Syracuse yesterday. And you just say St. John's and Marquette. It's just it's synonymous with the NCAA tournament, yeah. isn't it? Except maybe not St. John's this year unless they score in the next three seconds. But, uh, but yes, absolutely. Um, talking a little bit of football here because Kelvin Beecham, who, by the way, is a free agent in six days. So maybe we should just start there. Um, was on with Burns and Gambo yesterday. And uh, here, uh, we will start there. Uh, they asked him about his upcoming free agency because um, you know, the Cardinals have not signed him yet. This is this is one of the, the three guys that you and I identified a while back ago, Wolf, of Zach Allen, Kelvin Beecham, and probably to a slightly lesser extent just because of the injury, but but I'd still put him in that group. Byron Murphy of like everything that went wrong last year I would still like to bring those three guys back. Yeah, you know, Will Hernandez is another guy that I would throw in there as well because I want to protect Kyler Murray, and you need pros. You need guys that are going to go out there. Okay, they may not be going to the Pro Bowl, but they're not going to break the bank. That's number one, and they're going to be pros. that are going to go out there and not get your quarterback killed. So. I'd throw him in. I, was, as well. I thought of you because I was reading some. I think it was on ESPN. They used football outsiders and they were going through perfect fits, right? Kind of like the NFL.com story last week that had Zach Allen in San Francisco. This one didn't have Zach Allen anywhere. This one also still had James Bradbury to the Cardinals, though. So that's two stories like okay. that. But it had Will Hernandez going to Washington. That's why I thought of you. Well, okay. Like, well, Wolf's not going to be happy if you read Solid this player, out. once again. Solid pro. Uh, so Kelvin Beecham on with Burns and Gambo talked about his upcoming free agency process. Again, free agency starts next Wednesday. Legal tampering starts on Monday or before. I train every single day. For me, the hay is already in the barn. The hay was put in the barn those 17 weeks during the season. What happens during the offseason, people are going to make the decisions that they want to make. And they're going to assign the type of value to players in the manner that they want to assign that value. So it ain't really much that I can do right now. Um, you know, the calls come in. There's been some interest already. It's been quality interest, which I've been uh, pleased with and, 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 and very excited about. But at the end of the day, you know, we'll see what, what, what the offers actually entail, be able to look through those offers and find the best fit. Find the best fit. That's what every guy has got to do. He's been around for a long time. Beach knows the game in the National Football League. He knows it as well as anybody. Maybe even a little bit deeper because of his intellect. This is a guy that understands. This is a guy that I could see actually representing players when he's done. I could totally see him turning into a guy that is going to represent players when he's done because he's smart enough to do it and because of the experience that he has. That would be invaluable. And not only that, the love in his heart that he has for guys that go out there and lay it on the line the way that NFL players do. I think he'd be fantastic at that, but that's beside the point because I want to see the Arizona Cardinals bring him back. Do you 
read anything into that answer that there's I mean I don't think it's a shock that other teams are interested and that he's gonna he's gonna look at those other teams and he that he has absolutely no responsibility to stay here with the Cardinals but I just you never you never know when it's a new front office and a new coaching staff right if everything was just the same sure. from last year I would think they probably would look around and say Kelvin Beecham we got to bring him back you know just the the leader he is he, it's so level-headed he's 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 around Kyler so much like I want that guy around Kyler Murray I want him out there for all the reasons you're saying Wolf that he's just a football player and he's pretty consistent you yeah. know and it, it's not like okay that means you have the best offensive lineman in the NFL but you have a pro like a consistent pro I would think they'd want him back, but you don't know what the new regime thinks of him. You really don't. And no. and, and in six days, anybody can take him. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to get offered something. It's just, will the Arizona Cardinals say, yeah, we've got a new regime coming in. Maybe they're going to run a different scheme. Maybe they need something different from their right tackle. I don't know. For me, I can't imagine what that would be. I think he fits perfectly with the old and the new. He's already shown you. He can go out there and he can blend seamlessly in terms of the new offense, because that's what has really thrived here. Calvin Beecham is a guy that was campaigning for more of the old, more of the traditional, more of the line a guy up, let's run some play action, attack the line of scrimmage, and then throw the ball down the field, right? He yep. he was that type of, of player, and he's got that dog mentality. Man, I, I, I honestly think that is, if you were going to target one player, for me, I know everyone says Byron Murphy. I'm I'm targeting Calvin Beecham. Well, I'm still targeting Zach Allen, but I don't know how much that's going to cost. But but I don't know Calvin Beecham. I just kind of Zach Allen. I got a bad feeling about it, only because I think somebody's going to offer him a bow. Yeah, boy, that's going to be really rough. That is going to be rough. If everything that went wrong last season, you can identify a couple things that went right, and one of them. Maybe I'm forgetting something. Somebody can can tweet me who what was a better outcome or better thing that happened to the Cardinals last year than Zach Allen's uh, evolution. But if if that's the one good thing that came out of last year and he ends up on a different team, that's going to be rough. That is going to be rough. But again, it's not as if the general manager, Monty Ford drafted him. You always have to keep yeah. that in mind. It's not like you drafted him and you are the coaching staff that developed him. But you already need help at that position you anyway. Al- you already need help at what cost? Again, at what cost? Would you go out, let's by way of example, would you go out and go after one of the top five free agents this year? Go after one of the top five free agents on the free agent market? No, you wouldn't do it. So what if, what if somebody looks at Zach, it says we're we think you're one of the well, top five. Yeah, and a contender and they pay them that way. A contender could because they might not need multiple pieces. They might be like, we only exactly need two things. Right. We can overpay. Exactly, you're 100 percent right on that. But the one thing I would, the caveat I would put is, I wouldn't do that if I were the Cardinals for a guy that's going to play one or two more years at a high level. Zach Allen's still really just getting started. You know what I mean? So I. I'm probably not going to pay top dollar where I am right now because I need to spread that out around a lot of positions. But at least with him, it's like this guy's still getting better. He's not, you know, at the very tail end of his career. Uh, here, I want to get to this since we teased it. Kelvin Beecham uh, on with Burns and Gambo was asked what Kyler Murray has to do to become great now. What does he have to do, in your opinion, to be great? Grow up. Give me an example. Be a man and grow up. Like it's not, it's not complicated. You got to be a leader of men. Period. And he's not right now. He's maturing. 
But he's not there yet. He's not there. It's not, it's not, not, a, it's not a completed process. It's not, it's not a completed process. You know, when I hear that right there, basically, the first thing I think of is, okay, so grow up. What does he got to do? What does he got to do to grow up and actually become a leader the way Beach sees him um, right now and what he's got to develop? Number one is be accountable. I think that could be it right there. Be accountable. I don't know it. Calvin Beecham knows the particulars, what he means in regard to growing up. But be accountable. Hold yourself to a standard you're not going to hold anyone else to. Be your harshest critic, your own harshest critic. Be that guy. So you don't have to sit there and get defensive on anybody because you're attacking yourself first. Hold yourself accountable first. And number two, be direct. When you communicate with your teammates, look them in the eye, square them up, be direct. That Those two things right there, I think, is what Calvin Beecham may be actually looking at in regard to Kyler Murray in terms of him getting better. You don't want to use the, the gesticulations of holding your arms out and pleading with a teammate to go out and do his job. You don't want to do that because that, to me, is showing up your teammate. In front of everybody. That's showing up your teammate. you you got to learn how to be that leader. And this is what I think Kyler Murray has got to to do he's got to learn how be direct square a guy up and say what are you doing we talked about this before and zo texted in he's like the thing you got to remember too with a guy in kyler's position what is he it's going to be 26 starting next season you know it's you don't have the benefit of oh, i'm in my 20s you know i'll, I'll figure it out I'm, I'm maturing and maybe i mature at a slower pace or whatever but at least i'm, I'm it's the nfl you know what I mean? Like you don't you don't have that luxury because it's the NFL. You you're a quarterback and you're being paid a quarter of a billion dollars. A lot of people are invested in Kyler Murray, so he can't just naturally evolve. He's got to speed it up if that's if that's be the case. Be accountable. Be direct. Uh, the weather is getting warmer. Arizona sports and Fulton Homes are reminding you that two seconds is too long to take your eyes off your kids around water. For life saving water safety tips and to enter to win swim lessons from the YMCA, text swim to six twenty six twenty. Lost in the shuffle last night. Devin Booker just casually dropped 44 on Oklahoma City. What has been the key to his recent hot streak? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Well, Wolf, we talked a lot about how Devin Booker was averaging 36 points a game with Kevin Durant in the lineup. Yeah. Which is why, obviously, anybody who's paying attention picked Devin and Kevin or Devin for last night. You know, one of the four of us here picked him. Whatever. Um, and I'm not even going to get credit for it now. Healthy scratch. Healthy scratch. <laughs> we uh, wish. But uh, but with uh, without Katie in the lineup, you put up 44. So you can just go ahead and assume that Devin Booker is going to keep doing what he does uh, he was big last night, and I, I do think there was an element of, yeah, he was big in them picking up the win, and the wins do matter right now if you look at the Western Conference standings. But I also think it was kind of big for that crowd, Wolf. I mean, depending who you talk to, people were paying three times face value to go to that game last night, Wednesday night, school night, taking your kids. And why? Okay, if you're just going to see them play, you could go on a different night. That was to see Kevin Durant's home debut to finally see Kevin Durant on the, on the Suns in person. And they didn't get that, but Booker still tried, to, and, and successfully, I might add, to pick everybody up. Here he is after the game. You know, the city's been waiting on this. It's a big day. Um, 
you know, we'll reschedule the party. Uh, I'm sure they'll be back. People that missed out on tonight, I, you know, I tried to give them a little something um, to make it better. But, you know, we're still anticipating his his debut here. You know, it's, it's so weird because Book's 44 in 28 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. He scored 44 points. Lit it up. 17 of 23, I believe, from the field. 30 in the first half. Uh, 30 in the first half. He was on fire. Devin Booker went out there and played a game where he had a purpose. He had a purpose to go out there. And we were talking a little bit about this earlier in this broadcast. I wonder if he went out there with a plan. I think he did. I think he went out there with a plan of saying, I'm going to try to go out there and give these people something, knowing that KD, they all came here. Everyone's all jacked up. They all came here to see KD in his home debut, and suddenly he rolls his ankle in warm-ups, and he doesn't play. Can you imagine how disappointed so many kids actually were that went there to see KD? play in his home debut disappointed and confused like we heard john bloom say earlier on the show or you know bickley was saying this on bickley and Murata this morning too or you know he's at the game and he's looking around he's like these people don't realize yeah. yet that he's not playing you yeah. know 10 minutes before tip-off and, and obviously you know you're kind of getting word uh you know via text from people or even at a certain point it was on social media he's not going to play but if you're in the arena and you're there to party last night. You're just talking to your friends. You're watching warm-ups. You're probably like, okay, did KD just fall? All right, well, whatever. He finishes warm-ups. And then the game starts, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> what a bummer. Yeah. But once again, I what I would love to know is if Book went out there, and I, and I think, based on the evidence, some of the cuts that we've played, I think definitely it was part of the plan to go out there and say, hey, listen, I'm going to try to do what I can here to give these people a show, something special, because that, to me, is legendary. It's like calling your shot, for the most part. Now, I realize they didn't have SGA. I realize uh, this was not a full-strength OKC team. I get that. But still, it's not like they're a bad team. They're, they're, they're one of the teams hovering around 500 for the most part. Now, SGA, once again, this guy is, is a superstar, I think, in the making right now. But to go out and do what Book did, if he did that as a plan because KD, KD was not going to play. That's legendary. It's to believable. Me. I mean, because you're calling your shot. He's so tied to this community through, and he's been here for the bad times, certainly. Now the good times. I, I, I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't shock me at all that he would look around and be like, "Wow." Like, first of all, I'm sure he was disappointed. He was expecting to play with Kevin Durant, right? Yes. They've only got to play three games together. It's not like they've played five years together and, well, and his teammates missing a game. But and I think they wanted to get it out of the way. Yeah, but I also, I 100% believe he would look around and be like, man, all these people, these people that like stuck with us when we were winning 21 games when he was in his second and third year in the league, they're all here tonight for like for a show. And all of a sudden the show that they were there for gets canceled. What can Devin Booker do? Well, he can put up 30 in the first half and make sure they at least win the game. He was so aggressive, too, with the fouls. It, yeah. it did. It felt like he was like on a mission to make last night memorable in a good way on some level. And didn't Book actually hint at that a little bit? You played a cut earlier. Yeah, that was it. I, well, I just here, you heard us. You know, the city's been waiting on this. It's a big day. Um, you know, we'll reschedule the party. 
Uh, I'm sure they'll be back. People that missed out on tonight, I, you know, I tried to give them a little something um, to make it better, but you know, we're still anticipating his his debut here. All right, here's uh, here's Chris Paul yes. after the game said he didn't even realize Booker was was having the game he was having. It's crazy. I didn't even realize he had 30 in the first half. You know what I mean? Seriously, I don't be checking the scoreboard or whatnot. Like, you're just playing. You know what I mean? And everything that he's doing is within the flow of the game. You know, so it might have been like a minute and a half, something left. And the second I looked up, I was like, damn, he got 30. <laughs> you know, but um, I expect it to. But that's that's it. Aww. The last thing he said right there. Yeah. Like, I get if you're Chris Paul, you're not focused on the stats. You're just playing the game, right? And he's played a lot of these games. But if Jock Landale had 30 points in the first half, he would have noticed that. With Devin Booker, he's like, oh, he's just doing what he's what he does, right? And then you look up and you're like, oh, he's doing what he does really well, actually. He's got 30 points and it's not even halftime yet. It's one of the things I respect so much about Devin Booker. I know I talk about it all the time, brothers. I, I do, but yeah, I can't get over it. As, as a former professional athlete, to be as talented as Devin Booker is, the talent is there. I talk about it all the time. If you want to be good at any professional sport, if you want to be good at it, you've got to have talent-based audience, and you've got to be tough. You got to have those two things, especially in basketball too. It's a tough game. It is a physical game. Your cardio, you get worn down playing the game of basketball. If anyone's ever done that, if you've gone to a YMCA, you know exactly what's well, what you, that you're is constantly like. Constantly jumping, you're jumping and you're running, and you're you've got a base underneath your cardio. Your lungs are exploding a lot of the time, and you're running and you're banging as well. You're running into people. It, it's 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 a physical game. I don't want to make it sound like hockey. I don't want to make it sound like it's football. It is not. But it's still a very physical game. And I love the competitiveness that Devin Booker brings to the floor. It's, I think, his most underrated quality is what a competitor he truly is. He does so many things well. So many things well, especially with the ball. Does so many. He's, he's mid range. He can take it to the rack, shoot the three. He can do it all. But it's his competitive nature that I appreciate more than anything else. Now it's it's tough to read too much into rotations last night because not only did they not have Kevin Durant, but they expected to have Kevin Durant until right before the game. But and they blew out Oklahoma City. But fourteen guys played last night. We even saw Darius Baisley play. Yeah, I was like, I was kind of mildly like low key excited about that move of like this guy might be a decent guy off the bench. He didn't play at all until last night. But you did see Terrence Ross, who they do seem to like put up 24 points in 23 minutes and uh here booker talked about that afterwards i mean t ross is just locked in you know he, he's staying aggressive like we're telling him to um you know even the shots i've said it before even the shots that you take and you think somebody's contesting you know he has such a high release and such great lift on on every shot that he takes where you know it's almost uncontested so you know, we need him to keep being like that, keep being aggressive and being himself. We almost just had Devin Booker say shots that I took wet like a book. We almost <laughs> just had him saying that right there. That's good, Luke. I miss that right there. 50 points from the bench last night. Not bad. 50. 
Now, again, I realize you're not going to go out there and play how many guys? How many guys? 14. Say, 14. 14 everybody guys? gets to play. Hey, Except you, KD. Go. You stay over there in your boot. <laughs> you're not going to get that, of course, uh, night in and night out. But this bench has got to step up. And that's why T-Ross, very interesting, might want to watch this as the season unfolds. Yeah, when he has been healthy and not dealing with that uh, sore right toe that he had that kept him out for a couple games, he seems to be pretty firmly entrenched in the rotation off the bench. And, and that, I mean, like, when the playoffs start, expect to see Terrence Ross play a role for this team. All right, we come back now. What's next for the Suns following that injury to Kevin Durant? And we still haven't heard an update yet. I'm wondering now because we're getting around 1 o'clock. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.